Good morning, everybody. We've got a mostly lower trade in the grain markets here on Thursday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures down one and a half at six dollars and three quarters. March soybeans down 14 and three quarters at 13.79 and three quarters last. March Chicago wheat down five and a half cents at 7.55 and a quarter. March Kansas City wheat down eight cents at 7.79. March spring wheat is down 12 and a half cents at 9.35 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating, leave me a review. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, help me to grow this channel. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan. Check out my subscription service. I've got a ton of information that I send to my subscribers for $49.99 a month. All of my grain marketing recommendations, uh, essentially recommendations for cash sales broken down by crop by crop year by percentage. They're tracked every day. You'll get my uh, morning email, newsletter, text message service. My subscriber-only videos have become very popular. I do a new subscriber-only video uh, every single business day. Yesterday, I did one specifically regarding crop scare events, grain marketing, how these two things uh, can tie together. And I talked uh, uh, through the current situation very specifically. So if you were interested in this sort of thing, um, I do a new video every day, cover a whole bunch of topics related to grain markets and grain marketing. Uh, Give that deal a shot. So we still have a weather market in place here. Uh, Is the weather market over? Uh, I don't think so, not based on the forecasts here this morning. You look at the next uh, seven days for your problem areas of South America, which is Argentina largely, uh, South Brazil, Paraguay, still pretty dry here for the next seven days. Not much uh, relief at all. Now, you do have some better chances for rain uh, in the extended forecast in these areas. Um, My GFS map here is out through January 21st, but it's still not really widespread coverage, especially for Argentina and um, even for a lot of South Brazil. it's, It's not super good looking either. So, the forecast this morning does not lead me to believe that um, that the weather story is over. Now, now that doesn't mean that that yesterday's peak in the market wasn't the peak of this weather rally. They, it, they could happen in, at two different times. Um, but in any case, I mean, I still see a threatening deal here. And uh, I don't see enough relief in the forecast necessarily uh, to lead me to the direct conclusion that the weather uh, market is over. Now, these forecasts, of course, they are constantly changing. If we get a shift toward a wetter pattern and uh, it's extended and the wetter pattern becomes a little bit more exaggerated, you know, drastically more rain for Argentina, uh, drastically more rain for Paraguay and South Brazil, that could certainly do it. But, you know, a lot of people would argue that uh, the damage here in, in some of these areas, especially in South Brazil and Paraguay, that the damage has already been done and that it's irreversible at this point in time. So yeah, the markets are off here a little bit today, but uh, I don't know necessarily that we've seen the end of of this weather market and uh, the market trying to uh, account for smaller crops. Now, speaking of smaller crops, um, well-followed group Ag Rural slashed their production estimate for the Brazilian soybean crop. They are down at 133.4 million metric tons, down from 144.7 previously. So they just absolutely slashed their uh, production estimate for the Brazil bean the, for the Brazilian bean crop. So Ag Rural now is actually below that Stonex estimate that we saw this week. They're below Cordonia, well below the government entities, uh, USDA and Conab, both up in the 140s. So this is now uh, the lowball estimate that's out there, and and you may see some even lower estimates prior to next week's report. We've got uh, USDA out next Wednesday, the 12th, I believe, with their report, and Conab, I believe, out the day before. So uh, these estimates are coming down and coming down quickly, and that's another thing that leads me to believe that maybe we're still in the process of pricing in a smaller crop. Um, 
Are they killing the crop too early? Are they being too aggressive? Uh, that remains to be seen. But these uh, two groups here, both in Brazil, Agril and, and Stonex Brazil, um, with massive, massive cuts to their production estimates uh, here this week. Released yesterday, minutes from the December Fed meeting were very hawkish. And I'm talking about this early in, in the uh uh, podcast here this morning because I think it's very important. So th these are minutes from a meeting that happened a few weeks ago. And following that meeting, that the statement from the Fed was was really not super hoggish. It was kind of as expected. But these minutes that were released yesterday were very hawkish in the opinion of, of just about everybody who watches the Fed and their activity. I mean, they're talking um, uh, aggressive reductions to their easy money policies. They're talking about unwinding their massive balance sheet. Uh, no specific time frame given there. Um, this is a, a list of quotes here. Participants generally noted that given their individual outlooks for the economy, the labor market, and inflation, it may become warranted to increase the federal funds rate sooner or at a faster pace than participants had earlier uh, anticipated. Some participants also noted that it could be appropriate to begin to reduce the size of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet relatively soon after beginning to raise the federal funds rate. Uh, that's really interesting that they're talking about unwinding the balance sheet because at this very moment, they're still buying assets every month. So they're like a few steps ahead here. They're, they're still buying assets every month, even though they've reduced the amount. But now they're talking about rolling off those assets that they continue to purchase. So it's it's kind of an interesting situation there. Some participants judged that a less accommodative future stance of policy would likely be warranted and that the committee should convey a strong commitment to address elevated inflation pressures. So they did talk about inflation. Um, this is a hawkish deal. Uh, we remember back in 2018 when the Fed tried to move toward um, a more hawkish stance, get away from these easy money policies. The market hated it. The stock market sold off 20% and they were forced to essentially pivot. They called that the Powell pivot from back in 2018. Um, will they be able to succeed in going with a more aggressive policy this time around, a more hawkish policy, get away from these easy money policies? That remains to be seen. But the stock market did not like this yesterday. The S&P lost 1.9%, uh, which was its worst, worst day since uh, November we had our ethanol uh, report out yesterday. Ethanol production was down one percentage point on the week, 1.048 million barrels per day. That was still up 12% versus the same week last year. It was down about 1.5% versus the same week in 2019. Ethanol production margins have retreated from their highs. They were up um, like well above a dollar per gallon, uh, maybe closer to a dollar and a half for some plants back in, say, late November, early December. And, and they're back to maybe 50 or 60 cents positive. And, and those are different, of course, for every plant throughout the country. Ethanol stocks rose by 3.3% on the week. They've generally trended higher in terms of ethanol stocks since mid-November. They're still a second lowest seasonally of five years, but uh, moving higher. Uh, we had been kind of in this situation where production was good and stocks were not rising for a little while. Well, now the stocks are, are finally rising. World food prices rose 28% uh, in 2021, according to the FAO World Food Price Index. Uh, they're at a 10-year high. They're only about 3% uh, from the all-time high that was posted in 2011, according to this index. And this index is a measure of the monthly change in international prices of a basket of food commodities. So uh, no surprise here, guys, that uh, food is more expensive uh, here in the U.S. globally. A lot of that has to do with 
higher commodity prices, of course. Uh, USDA reported a flash sale of new crop U.S. soybeans yesterday, 132,000. That's 4.8 million bushels of U.S. soybeans sold to an unknown destination. Most people would probably say it's uh, probably China in all likelihood. This is the 2022 crop. Um, probably not a big deal for the markets right now. What we need to see is more business for this current marketing year. And uh, speaking of that, we will have our export sales report out this morning. Corn sales for the current marketing year expected 500,000 of one 1.2 million soybean sales are expected 400,000 to 1.3 wheat sales expected uh, 150,000 up to about 400 cattle market was marginally lower yesterday not a ton of activity on the cash front I think there was some 138 on the fed cattle exchange and uh, really not much in the country to speak of the box beef market was marginally higher yesterday on the outside markets the U.S. dollar is about flat the S&P's down one the Dow's up 90 points bonds off almost a full handle these uh, interest rates are moving higher uh, especially off of that Fed announcement or uh, the release of the minutes yesterday. Gold's off 28 bucks this morning, below 1800 uh, in that April gold contract. Crude oil up $1.07, 78.56 in the March WTI. Have a great day, guys. I will talk to you uh, Friday morning.